Welcome to the Starting With One podcast, Success Leaves Clues series with Robin Bailey and Al McDonald. Have you ever wondered what makes someone successful? What are they doing that is different? How do they achieve greatness? We believe that success leaves clues. In this series, we are interviewing very successful people from different walks of life to hear their stories. We'd like to remind our listeners that the views expressed in this podcast are those of our guests and not necessarily those shared by our hosts. Welcome back to the Starting With One podcast, Success Leaves Clues series. Today's episode is sponsored by Life and Legacy Advisory Group. We believe sound financial advice improves people's lives. We're also brought to you by ARIA Benefits. Employers are telling us this is the tightest labor market they've seen in the last 20 years. In fact, a recent study by Eagle Hill Consulting shows that 25% of workers plan to leave their current jobs for new opportunities post-COVID. At ARIA Benefits, we believe well-designed employee benefit plans enhance people's lives. Our team designs innovative, modern programs that attract and retain top quality employees so that you get the most out of your biggest investment, your people, ARIA Benefits. Together, we'll hit all the high notes. I'm your host, Robin Bailey, here with my co-host and business partner, Al McDonald. Al, what do you say? How's your day going? Well, it's always good on a, on Podcast Friday, as we like to call it, because as you know, we get to talk with uh, a lot of very interesting people, learn a lot of new ideas. So uh, I'm always excited on Podcast Friday. And again, I'm looking forward to uh, our upcoming interview right now as we've got uh, an extra special guest. So um, I'm excited. We do have an extra special guest, Al. I'm very excited. I had a phone call with our guest, I guess about a month ago now, and yeah. got off that phone call super excited. And I knew this was a conversation that we had on the podcast. So joining us today is Kelsey Boyer. Kelsey is a CCF certified leadership coach and founder of the Women's Leadership Accelerator, her 90-day mentorship program for career-driven women looking to up-level their confidence and leadership effectively manage their energy and gain more clarity on their purpose so they can accelerate their potential and impact and thrive in their career. With almost a decade of experience leading teams, Kelsey's mission is to lift the potential of women and create more female leaders in the world. I love that. Prior to this, she was working in the technical recruitment industry for five plus years, career coaching with her most recent experience as a partner, helping to grow an AI recruitment startup from the ground up. She also sits on the board of directors for Fit Active Beautiful Charitable Foundation, which is an organization dedicated to helping young girls become strong women. Kelsey, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great intro. I love it. Appreciate it. Kelsey, we are fans. I mean, we're fans of conversations and I might put my foot in my mouth here because I'm seeing posts on LinkedIn about they're crossing out, you know, I am a female founder and they cross out the female part, but we are big fans of people just crushing it out in the uh, entrepreneur landscape. You know, we recently interviewed Erica Rankin, who is the CEO and founder of Brodo. Yep. Um, we had Aaron Burry, uh, the CEO of Willful uh, on the show recently, Fatima Zaidi, who we were talking about offline before we got started, who is now lecturing at U of T. I love seeing these people out there crushing it. So we're super excited to hear about what you're doing and how you're helping these awesome people just get to that next level. Yes. Love it. Awesome. Well, let's jump into it because this is why you're here. And, yes. and let's start with the obvious because I'm always interested to be here about people's journeys and, and how you ended up where you are and, and what you're doing. So how yep. did the idea for Women's Leadership Accelerated start? Like, where did it come from? 
Ah, great question. So I'll give you the Coles notes version. But so I originally got into coaching pretty early on in life. And it was due to my own personal struggles at home as a young teenager. I was in a super toxic environment dealing with a lot of verbal abuse and a family member struggling with drug addiction. And ultimately, I decided that it was time for me to move out at 17 years old. And thankfully, I had an amazing support system that taught me to channel this negative energy and experience into something more positive or impactful and to share my story with as many people as I could so they could feel less alone. And so that's actually when I got involved with the Active Beautiful Foundation many, many years ago. And I was coaching youth girls from grades six to 12 from underprivileged areas, underrepresented areas in Hamilton through leadership development, mindset training, self-appreciation and goal setting, and really fell in love with the profession ever since. And it's always something I've done on the side. I got my certification in 2016, but really wanted to try out the corporate world in Toronto before doing that full time. So in terms of my professional background, I spent again, five or six years in the tech recruitment industry, most recent role as an independent consulting partner, helping grow an AI recruitment startup from the ground. And throughout my professional experience, I was always working as a leader or manager in male dominated environments. and. This is where I really noticed a gap in terms of not only women in leadership, but women really understanding their potential. And ever since then, I've been dedicated and working hard to put more women into leadership roles. So I decided to combine my two passions and experience together uh, to coach full time with an overall mission of lifting the potential of women and creating more female leaders in the world. And that's how Women's Leadership Accelerator was born. I love a, a number of things you just said, but just going back to the beginning of, of where you started in, in yeah. being in a toxic environment and being in a situation that wasn't healthy and wasn't good. And, and number one, you recognizing that, that this is not a healthy place to be. And then I loved what you said about you deciding that this isn't my life. I'm going to change this. And, and that's a common theme that we're hearing among other entrepreneurs and yeah. very successful people that, that we've talked to. And, I, and I'll reference um, Jeff Lopes, who was on our podcast many months ago. And, and Jeff yeah. has become a friend of the show since. And Jeff talks about his son was born, essentially born into Sick Kids Hospital. Oh. And I won't get into the details and, and you know allow Jeff to tell that story, but yeah. a very challenging start to life. And I remember Jeff, I get shivers as I'm talking about this, but I remember Jeff talking about the doctors basically coming to him and saying, hey, you got to make some preparations and I want you to sign off on this paperwork. And, okay. and I encourage you, if, if anyone is not listening to Jeff Lopes, L-O-P-E-S, his podcast, go on and listen to it. It's fantastic, especially when he tells this story. But he ripped up the doctor's paperwork and he decided in that moment. And he says, and it's so powerful when he says it, he decided that that was not going to be the outcome. No one was going to dictate the life of his son. Yeah. And today, I mean, I follow Jeff on Instagram and it's fantastic to see. I think his son's around 12 and they're working out together. And yes. the, other, the other day they were, they were running. And I don't know if you know who David Goggins is. He's a former Navy SEAL. And he posts these great videos on Instagram and saying, oh, you think you're hard? You know, you're lazy. And he, and he tries to motivate mm -hmm. people. And Jeff posts this video of him and his son training for their 10K they're going to be doing. So love I that. love that theme of you decided that... I'm going to change this. And, and nothing like yeah. that is, is, is very easy, but you were, you were going to change that. So I, I loved hearing what you, you were saying about that. And I also love, you hit on a, a really interesting point because 
I consider myself a late bloomer because I didn't realize the potential that I had until much later in life. And when you talk about chatting with these people and identifying and maybe making them aware of what potential they have, because again, sometimes it takes a long time for you to recognize that within yourself and, and someone like you coming along and saying, identifying, saying, Hey, you can do this. I think that's incredibly powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And just to add to even I'm sure Jeff felt the same way. But in in my situation, I think what motivated me in those moments was a a lot of people telling me that I could. And a lot of people saying, you're never going to amount to anything because look what you're coming from. And that just motivated me to, to do more and to prove them wrong. And that moment of him ripping up that piece of paper, it feels very similar because he was probably like, okay, I'm going to prove you wrong now and we're going to prove you wrong now. So that's, that was a really powerful anecdote to incorporate into there. And you're going to love this story then very quickly. I have a buddy, his name is Kyle Dennis and he's a wonderful guy. I have been friends with him for a long time and a teacher in high school called him similar to your story, a degenerate and said, you'll never amount to anything. Oh yeah. So now his summer car (laughs) is a beautiful red Dodge Viper and on the license plate, it says degenerate. Oh, and it's, a, and it's a reminder of saying, <laughs> you told me I couldn't become successful. And look, I did. So what a, what a yeah. powerful message. I love that. It's a great thing to always remind yourself where you came from. So you can acknowledge your accomplishments and progress along the way. For sure. And a great motivator to prove yeah. people wrong. Yeah. Kelsey, can you talk a little bit about uh, what inspired you to focus on women with your accelerator program? And specifically, um, what is it that you do to help them? So... Honestly, because, and I know this is definitely, this information is is much more readily available now, but because it is such an underrepresented group, even as of 2021, 82% of women aged 25 to 55 now participate in Canada's workforce, and only 15% are in CEO positions, and out of the top 500 companies and organizations in Canada, 109 of them do not have any women on their board of directors. So this is everything for me. This is the reason why I do what I do. And in terms of what I actually help them with, I'm, I'm very targeted to career-driven women, aspiring leaders or current female leaders, and helping them accelerate their confidence and leadership, learning to manage their energy, overcoming imposter syndrome, and really just gaining more clarity on their path with my main ultimate goal for them is helping them unlock their highest potential that they haven't been able to unlock before. So not only being able to thrive in their careers, but my program and the goal of my program is really to, uh, we start with the career and then expand out to the rest of their lives as well. And then of course, we we do a lot of work on building self-love, self-trust, overcoming fears, just overall having a better relationship with themselves as well. So Kelsey, you talked about imposter syndrome. Oh yeah. And, and I've experienced that one and I still do. I was getting off a conversation yesterday with a colleague, but he, he was mm-hmm. much younger than me and I'll take credit. We do a lot of great stuff in the industry. We try to provide insights and, and he called me a, a thought leader and I got off the call. I'm like, really? I, I'm, <laughs> I'm a thought leader. I'm an influencer in my industry. Do you ever get away from feeling like that? And I guess I'll ask you because you, you do this professionally. Is it normal to feel like that? It is very normal to feel like that. I actually just spoke to a group on International Women's Day to an engineering organization. And and when I spoke about imposter syndrome, it was funny because everybody, I got everyone to participate to go through which type of imposter they think they are. And 
so many people were participating. And then when I followed up with attendees after their biggest takeaway was that they weren't the only ones struggling with this because they thought that they were alone in this. And one of the stats that I shared in that specific conversation is that at a minimum, 70% of people in their lifetime experience some form of impossible feelings. Wow. Well, it was encouraging to hear. I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, one of the biggest podcasts in the world, oh, yeah. of course. And even he had said that too. He said that he felt imposter syndrome because you think like, who am I? And I mean, he's got <laughs> millions and millions of followers. So it's yeah. actually encouraging. And, you know, that is precisely why we started this series. Yeah. Because I think it's important for other entrepreneurs and business leaders to hear that it's very normal to feel like that and to hear people sure. have come from challenges. And again, going back to what you said earlier about where you, you know, moved out at age 17. Again, I think that's so important for people to hear because it's inspiring. And of course, in our business, we're always trying to encourage and mentor the next generation of people coming into our business. And at the same time, in, in the entrepreneur's journey, I think it's so important for younger people to hear someone like you chat, because maybe they're in a similar situation and, and people are telling sure. them, hey, you're not going to amount to anything. And then being able to hear the stories of these people like yourself, like Kyle driving around in his beautiful red Viper. I mean, I, that's yep. encouraging. And I think it's really important. And this is exactly the type of conversation I wanted to have. Before we move on, for those of us who are, are ignorant and, and not as well educated as obviously you two are, what the heck is imposter syndrome? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. I was waiting for one of you to ask me. <laughs> okay, well, I'm happy to say that I'm not up on the lingo. <laughs> okay, so imposter syndrome is essentially an internal experience of believing that you're not as competent as others perceive you to be. And it's the belief that whatever success that you've achieved has either come unearned and you feel like you're a fraud or you got lucky. And so that's essentially what imposter syndrome is. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm sure we've all felt that at uh, one time or another, but now I know. <laughs> Absolutely. And even to be completely transparent about one of my more recent experiences with imposter syndrome, actually speaking to an event for an engineering company, I thought it was for the women in STEM group. And I've spoken at events with large groups of people before, but it's always been with a group of speakers. But I was the sole speaker and I opened up the event and over 200 people were there. And in that moment, I remember feeling a little bit, wow, over 200 people are here just to see me? <laughs> but stop myself in that moment, not only because I had to, but I knew that it was deserved. But yeah, I, and so anybody out there who's in that position and has spoken to many groups, it still comes up for all of us sometimes. See, Al, I told you, every time we, we chat with someone on this series, we learn, we learn something too. and there's yours. You can... Yep. Uh, Feel I, free to use that and uh, go take out that and, little uh, piece of uh, information away <laughs> and, and keep that in the back of my head. Oh, so, that's good. Kelsey, really, the main reason we have this series is hearing people's entrepreneurial journey. And I think everyone has such a unique story to tell. And, and of, of course, we're already getting into it with you. This is, this is fantastic. But what's the biggest lesson you've learned along the way in your entrepreneurial journey? Oh, boy, so many things. I'll list off a couple. I would say just in general, entrepreneurship sometimes feels like a failed rocket launch and you're that little kid at the end being like, again, again, and you just keep running into the fire. <laughs> so that is definitely something I've experienced a lot as an entrepreneur. I'm like, why do I keep doing this? <laughs> so that's a big one. And on a more serious note, just that you don't need to do what every other successful person in your field is doing to stand out. I mean, at the end of the day, being you is your greatest strength. And 
one of the biggest things I've learned about success is that it isn't a benchmark, it's a perspective. And just because you have one definition of success, it doesn't mean that yours will be the same. And on top of that, honestly, the best investment you can make is in yourself. I've spent thousands in courses, therapy, consultants, and coaches, and it's accelerated my growth times a hundred. And I think years and years of trial and error was given to me in maybe five to six months because I invested early on in my business and was able to accelerate quicker. So that was a massive one for me. And then the final biggest lesson is ready isn't a feeling, it's a decision. Talk more about that. That's interesting. I, I haven't heard someone say that. Yeah. So I think and I, I get it all the time, even when I'm on calls with potential clients and they say, I, I don't feel ready yet. I say, OK, well, what does ready feel like to you? What does that feel like? What is that feeling? Is it a feeling? This is slightly going off on a tangent a little bit, but something I, I teach my clients about is nonviolent communication. And the four components of nonviolent communication are observations, feelings, needs and requests and, and how you define a feeling ready is not in that definition and isn't in that group of feelings. So is being ready for something really how you feel or is it a decision? Are you going to choose to be ready? That's really cool. I've never heard someone talk about that. That's really interesting. Thanks for sharing that with us. That's cool. Yeah, not a problem. It, yeah. It took some trial and error to learn, but. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things you mentioned, Kelsey, just in, in, uh, talking about the lessons you've learned, you mentioned investment in yourself. And you also mentioned using a coach yourself. You are yep. a coach, but yep. you, you basically said, I used a coach. Um, oh, yeah. So I, I found that interesting. So why should women or in your case, I know you, you focus on women, but whether it's women or anyone, why should they work with a coach? And what would you say to those who are hesitant to maybe start working with a coach? Yeah, great question. So I would say that coaches typically get into this business because they have experienced the transformation that you're looking to achieve over many years. And they've now come up with an exact blueprint on how to get you there significantly quicker. So coaches call you out when you're self-sabotaging and hold you accountable to not hold yourself back from creating the life of your dreams. And and they really help you with that forward focus and momentum and, and give you tools that you can replicate for the rest of your life. In terms of what I would say to those who are hesitant, I would say, what's the cost of staying in the same place? And like I mentioned earlier, I've invested in myself and hired a one-on-one -on -one coach for two months and then invested in another 90-day group coaching program. And I've been able to accelerate my business and offer way quicker than if I were trying to do it on my own. And that was years of trial and error that that would have taken me condensed into five to six months. So I'm going to add a follow up now. You've concluded to yourself that you need a coach. You're convinced that they can help you. How do you find the right one? How yeah. do you find someone that matches? Or maybe that's not important. What, what are your thoughts? So coaches are pretty adaptable, but it is a little bit of a game of trial and error as well. And, and it's someone that you, you really vibe with and you're aligned with. So, so for myself, I know I end up getting people reaching out to me because they feel very aligned with the content that I'm putting out. And I, it's my voice that's behind my content. So they know that it's coming from a place of authenticity and, and they feel comfortable with me because I'm being my authentic self. And I know other coaches have the same experience. And then other times it's just 
if someone has worked with a coach and had an amazing experience, they refer their friends or people that they know. And then of course they also want to work with that coach as well because they've seen the amazing experience. So sometimes it's a game of trial and error, but at the end of the day, it just really comes down to having a conversation with that coach to see if, if you can have a relationship with them and you can see that progressing. And I'm going to guess that maybe there are people that you've started to work with Mm -hmm. that maybe it hasn't worked out. And no harm done, right? You probably learned something along the way. Probably both of you took away some experience. And if it didn't work out, that's fine. And others, uh, there's probably a great fit and you've had uh, a long and lasting relationship. Fair to so say? I will say that hasn't happened to me yet. Okay, but interesting. I am very selective. I'm Not only am I, so, like, I want my clients to be selective. I want it to be the perfect fit for them, but I want it to be a perfect fit for me. So at the end of the discovery call or sales call, whatever you want to call it, I always say, I mean, I only want you to sign up for this if this is 100% the perfect fit for you and it can help you achieve X. And if it's the perfect fit for me. And usually at the end of the call, if I don't think it's a perfect fit for me, I don't invite them to work with me. Right. So, yeah, so far, I'm sure it's going to happen. (laughs) I'm sure it's going to happen, but so far, so good. I like what you said about investing in yourself and being in a, a certain place in your life. But you also, you talked about the cost of doing nothing. And I think that's a really important concept, especially with with your own self-development and taking the time to sit down and say, I'm in a situation, I'm not where I want to be in life. And what's the cost of doing nothing, you know, in one, three and five years? Because I think think that's incredibly powerful to look and say, I don't want to be here next year. I don't want to be here in three years. And, And this is the person that I want to become. And I think the fact that they can sit down with someone like you, a coach that can help them identify not only where they are, but where they want to be and where they don't want to be. I think that's incredibly powerful. So this has been an amazing conversation. We're talking about your entrepreneurial journey and and what you bring to the table for your clients. You sound like you're busy all the time. What do you do when you're not doing this? What do you do for fun? (laughs) Uh, Other than my board work, which actually has been really fun because I've taken on some projects that have been... So because I come from the tech industry, I've always thought our website needed a refresh. So I pitched our website to a group of students at Mohawk College, and they've completely revamped our website. And that's been fun for me to do that from end to end. Otherwise, I'm actually a certified personal trainer or fitness instructor, but I don't really practice it. But since the pandemic started, I've been running Zoom boot camps for my friends and acquaintances just to keep us all sane and hold us all accountable. So two to three times a week, I'm just yelling at people through a screen and (laughs) it's a time. (laughs) So, and then of course, non-COVID world, traveling, golfing. I, I play hockey, but I haven't played in a couple of years. So yeah, lots of stuff. Very cool. On on our last episode, we were chatting about the importance of scheduling in, you know, that workout time, that exercise time and, and not necessarily exercise time. It can be going for a walk. It can be listening to an enjoyable podcast like ours, by the way, (laughs) but it's incredibly important. And I mean, I said it on the last episode, I schedule my workouts and for the past year, I have not missed one workout. Now it's it's much easier because I've got it in the basement and, you know, I've got it set up there, which is, which is nice because my gym membership, uh, can't access right now, but I think yeah. that's really important. So no, that's uh, that's really cool. And it sounds like you keep pretty busy. 
Yes. Well, Kelsey, this has been amazing chatting with you. Thank you so much again. And thanks for joining us and, and again, sharing your journey along the way. I think it's, you've got a, an incredible story to tell. What's the best way for people to reach out to you if they have questions about yourself or what you're doing at your company? Yeah. So they can either find me at my first name, last name, KelseyBoyer.ca on my website, or can find me on LinkedIn. And then my Instagram is Kelsey Aaron, E-R-I-N. Oh, awesome. Well, that does it for today's episode, folks. I really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you did too. If you have any questions for Al or myself, please feel free to give us a call or by joining the conversation on LinkedIn. Success leaves clues, my friends. And remember, it all starts with one.